You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast, is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? Do you see the amount of heat that Dom got on the mic on Monday Night Raw to the point where Finn had to just tell him to take a breath, whether either to let the booze soak in or to get him back on track? Did, did Did you see that? I did peep game. Yes, 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 I did. Do you have a time in your life that you feel close is closest to to Dom receiving the amount of booze that he gets every time he picks up a microphone? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> what a question! Can uh, you relate to this at all? Is it success? Is it is it is it hatred? What, what, what how how do you feel about it? Ah, uh, I've never found myself in a place of employment. Where the more I'm hated, the better I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I I wish I could relate. I feel like, you know, MJF said it's very easy to get people to hate you, which I'm sure it is. You know all the buttons to push. Uh, but no, I, I, I unfortunately cannot relate. I think the closest thing I can probably relate to is anytime I make an attempt to cook dinner for my family. <laughs> that is literally the only time. I can cook maybe three. Breakfast, I'm a beast at. I could I could knock out some breakfast. But the rare times where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to handle dinner tonight. My beautiful, beautiful lady in my life uh, who is a phenomenal cook but is such an honest person. Oh, <laughs> She's yeah. honest. She is honest as the day is long. Uh, will chew it, look at me, and not so much boo me, but will definitely let me know, yeah, I'm Fe- not eating this. <laughs> That's the closest it feels like a boo. It feels like a boo. It might as well be a chorus of boos uh, not letting me talk. If I were there, I would be the one sitting next to you saying, shh, shh, give it a second. Give it a <laughs> second. <laughs> it's like just let, let it marinate for a little bit let it marinate yeah. it's like no it's it's not gonna taste any different it's still gonna be terrible it's still gonna get booed that's the closest I can come to I'm not a cook I can't cook Kerm on the scale of wrestler heat how does it feel when you get like a DM at like 11pm where they're like you uh, yeah just got a listener note you left an edit out of the uh, of whatever <laughs> thing you were supposed to just have turned in is that is that anywhere do you feel like the entire arena of people are screaming at you 
Oh, uh, when I was like an intern, it definitely used to feel like a 10. I had like an <laughs> NFL show one time. <laughs> it was during, you know, the uh, ring ceremony for the Lakers. That's my squad. So I missed I missed one edit. Or I missed a couple edits, actually. And they told me about it in the comments. I thought I was getting fired. That felt like real, <laughs> like X-Pac heat. I'm like, this is this is my last day at the ringer. Now, shit's like a two. I'm like, you know, I do too many of these things. If I fuck up, I fuck up. Oh, we God. Later. John, <laughs> not, not, that you, not that you mentioned it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, the, the closest the closest I feel to getting Dom Mysterio heat is anytime I look into the ringer wrestling show uh, 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 review section, on Apple Podcast. Oh no! Don't even like, tell me about it. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I love it. I, 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 I could take criticism. I could take it all the time. But you know, when I get the, oh, you're talking too much. You're too wordy. This guy curses too much. Well, fuck that. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> curse. I'm gonna curse. It's a podcast. That's what it's for. Yeah, no, that's the closest I can get to Don Mysterio. He, I'd like to say, but I, lo- I love the reviews. I love the good ones. I love the bad ones. I love it all. I could take something. That's for it. We it. just relish in the. Dom Mysterio heat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go read the reviews today, uh, and I'm gonna, just gonna, you know, shave the Embrace sides of my it. head and, and just stare up into the sky and and see if I can see if it makes me a better performer. Anyway, we're gonna perform now, so let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mister Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season One Champion Mike Lawrence. Husky Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the. And you're listening you're to. Listening to and you are listening to. You're listening, 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 listening to. You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, shoes. How about yourself, man? Good. It's SummerSlam week. It is. SummerSlam is in two short days. From Detroit, Michigan. The D. Um, uh, we also had uh, AEW's Dynamite 200. 200th episode of Dynamite was last night. It's a hell of a show. We got a lot to cover today. Uh, off the top, it bears mention that WWE Chairman Vince McMahon, uh, well, two stories. One, on August 2nd, uh, which is yesterday as we were recording this, news broke that Vince McMahon was hit with a federal grand jury subpoena and search warrant. Uh, Sheesh. Is that bad? Yeah, there was, bad. there was a lot of conspiracy <laughs> theorizing and, and whatever else, but it, this does appear to be directly related to the hush money payments um, uh, that, you know, obviously caused him to step down to the, from the company last year. Um, he also uh, just, I, I, I guess coincidentally got back sur- major back surgery and is taking a leave of absence from the company to recover. Uh, there have been no shortage of, I think, uh, comments online about how the last time the government was after him, he suddenly had neck surgery. But uh, <laughs> uh, unclear if these things are related in any sort of, you know, prop comedy sort of way or if this is just, you know, a dude is taking a bunch of bumps and he needs back surgery in the 70s. Um, uh, you know, whether or not this affects the booking of SummerSlam, you know, fantasy book away. You know, you, your mileage may vary. Anyway, that stuff's going on. 
so I guess we'll just put a pin in that for now until I mean, more well, stuff comes out. What's there to discuss? Yeah, I mean, like that's that's huge news. Obviously, I think there was a statement saying uh, uh, there were no findings uh, after the investigation. But, no, there you were know, no charges that had been no filed, charges. which that is not found, surprising, yeah. even if there were charges yet to be filed. I mean, I, right? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like they hoped that it would kind of be buried. They, I don't even know who they is. Vince McMahon certainly hoped that all this would go away uh, with his various public statements and 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 departure from the company and return to the company and maybe a <laughs> press tour when he kind of sold slash merged the company and it hasn't gone away. And I think in the broad scope of history, that's a good thing. Uh, whether whether or not anything comes out of this, I guess remains to be seen. Anyway. What do you want to do first? AEW since it was last night or SummerSlam? Sure. Let's start with AEW and wrap it up with SummerSlam. Let's do it. The big, big news okay, from AEW is we got a main Sam. event for All In. Oh, I thought you were going to say I thought you were gonna say the Elite resigned with AEW. I thought that oh, was yeah, the, the Elite <laughs> resigned with AEW. I guess we can stick with the out of the ring stuff. Oh, that's okay. not, that's not too, it's not, certainly not shocking. Uh, the only reason to believe that they wouldn't have is podcasts like this one who want something to talk about. Um, but they did, in fact, all resign. They made a big pronouncement. Matt Jackson said, we're literally the E in AEW. The elite are our main, our main characters of this company. No matter how different AEW is now from its original inception, we are the DNA. Uh, and if you lose the foundation of your home, it eventually collapses, which is a very like self-serving promo way of saying, hey, we're happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good, I think, to see that get done. As much as we'd all like to see you know, Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns or whatever. I think that's, that's um, all probably I, for the best. I think that's the most fun part about AEW existing is us being able to talk about uh, the, the the de facto free agency or free uh, of professional wrestling and seeing who's going to sign where. And But I think on the overall scheme of things, I'm, I'm glad that they re-signed. I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to see AEW suffer. And I think if you lose Kenny Omega, you lose the Young Bucks, you lose Hangman mm -hmm. Adam Page, that, that company suffers a lot. And I don't think anybody wants to see that. And I think that's what makes this wrestling boom so popping right now is that as as good as WWE is, there's also other shows you can watch that doesn't do what WWE does. And uh, I dig that. So I'm happy that they're staying in AEW and I'm happy that, uh, you know, it looks like they're all taken care of and there's going to be more elites in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um in the ring over an AEW, we got a main event for All In, and it involves none of those guys. Ooh. Perhaps surprisingly, perhaps not. Uh, Adam Cole versus Champ MJF for the title. They're best friends. MJF came out and cut a 10-minute promo about how he's learning how to be a babyface, basically. Learning how to have friends, accept other people into his life, etc., uh, Adam Cole came out and, well, told him how great of a guy he's being. Adam Cole with a lot of, listen, within the context of the conversation that MJF was having, it, it made some sense, but I couldn't help but think, even if you're the inspirational friend, who are you to be the one saying, dude, you're doing so great. Like, you're really coming a long <laughs> way. Like, don't you drop in at least a line or two about how, like, listen, we all have to learn how to be a better person. You got to bring yourself down to their level a little bit. And Adam Cole didn't quite do that. He also, as many people pointed out, did the 
fist bump to the back when they had their big celebratory hug at the end. That was the exact same pseudo stabbing motion he did to uh, Roddy Strong back in the NXT days before he turned on him. Um, so maybe this heel turn that we've been discussing forever is finally projected. I thought it really interesting that they signed this match for the main event of All In without any tension yet. The question, I guess, is whether or not we're going to have tension between now and then. I guess one of the really beneficial things about selling 80,000 tickets to an event is that if you have a story that you want to tell in the ring, you can do that. People are going to be excited about this match either way, whether or not the turn happens. By the time we get there, it's just going to be a fever pitch of people waiting for whichever turn is going to happen. I don't know. What did you think about that segment? Uh, you mentioned there's no tension right now, which is, I think, is the key word here. I think we saw... Uh, in in the, the Maury cam, and like I like I told, like I like to call it with uh, Roderick Strong, <laughs> just flipping out backstage, like he just found out he's 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 not the father or he is the father or something like that, with the neck brace going all crazy, and then uh you know uh, a quick appearance from uh, I want to say was that Matt Tavin and uh, Mike Bennett I want to say uh, yeah the kingdom um, yeah the kingdom uh, back there, so I think we're we're gonna start seeing some some so sated about where Adam Cole sort of fits in this whole thing. But, you know, I, I feel like they've really telegraphed uh, this Adam Cole heel turn that I think is going to happen, either at All In or before All In. Um, I feel like one thing AEW has been lacking for a long time is their, and I'm saying this with absolute reverence to Stone Cold Steve Austin and only because it is a the only sort of Comparison I could lightly make. Uh, MJF has to be your badass baby face, right? Like, he smiled a whole lot, a whole lot uh, in this in this promo, which I believe he sort of telegraphed that, you know, he said, and I said this last time we talked about this, he was only an asshole because he believed he had to be to survive, right? That's what he said last night, yeah. And that's what he said last night. And, and I think Adam Cole is going to give him one more reason to be an asshole again. But I think this time the fans are going to completely understand why when it does happen. And I think we'll still get to be able to have the douchebag jerk MJF. But, you know, he's our scumbag is going to be a thing now, right? Like he, he pretty much laid out the blueprint like, yo, I'm still going to be a, a, a jerk. Yeah. I'm still going to be a terrible person. And it's going to take a while for me to finally come around. But now that we're all kind of coming into, you know, a lot of what this is, he talked about dealing with rejection as a kid, dealing with ADD, dealing with uh, anti-Semitism, like all this type of stuff that he grew up with. Now he's probably going to end up dealing with like the biggest public heartbreak of his life. And his man had a fiance leave him right so you know he's gonna have all the reasons in the world to be unhinged when this thing sort of all kind of breaks down and i think it's gonna help him in the long run um obviously i i don't think you can sell a stadium show with two guys saying how much i love you uh for the world title but it's already and sold they already sold the stadium show I mean, it's sold, but I mean, I don't think you can deliver on a stadium show. Let me rephrase that. I don't think you really deliver on a, on a stadium show without necessarily uh, something that raises the stakes eventually, you know? And I think Adam Cole is setting the table 
for saying what he's been saying since day one of this program. I know what I am doing. He has MJF in the palm of his hands emotionally, and I think he's going to pull the rug right under him just at the moment he needs to. Yeah. One minor detail that does need pointing out from that segment. Adam Cole, though he gave every subtle hint that he's going to be the villain in this, Mm -hmm. Adam Cole did one of the most textbook stupid babyface things you can possibly do. He signed a contract without reading it. He took MJF at face value that he would give him a fair and textbook contract and he just signed up for it. Now, minus the other stuff, that would be all the signal I needed that MJF is the one that's got some something nefarious planned. At least scumbaggy planned. I mean, come on, even if he's a lovable scumbag, that seems like a smart thing to do, right? That is true. He did not read the contract. That's just, hmm. But you do, if you look, but, I mean, but I think that if I had to guess now, I think that the story they're telling is this. Adam Cole is brilliant. Looked, went, went back and he said, he, got, he wants, his, wants to get this title. So he has to do two things. One, get the match from MJF, one way or the other. Get MJF to agree to the match. But two, beat MJF. And MJF doesn't lose a lot of matches. So if you go back and watch all of his all of MJF's big matches, well, if you know, it's like if you're setting the tape and you're, you know, you're 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 watching Jake the Snake Roberts, you say, Oh, I gotta figure out, I just gotta figure out and reverse the DDT or not get into the DDT, right? That's how that's that's how these in kayfabe you watch the tape. If you watch a lot of MJF tape, you gotta say, I gotta figure out how to get this guy to not cheat. Mm. Right? Okay. And how do you keep a guy like MJF? How do you how do you weaken him? Well, you get him to wrestle a fair match. And how are you going to get him to wrestle a fair match? Make him think he's wrestling his best friend. Hmm. So I like I the think, way you think, Shoes. I think that's that would be the Adam Cole's move from the beginning. Now, I don't really know how Roddy Strong fits into this whole thing. It's not a good look to be breaking stuff in the back room, especially when... It's, it seems like your best friend just got a new best friend. Presumably there's something deeper going on with Roddy, although I don't know why he would be reluctant to say it out loud. When I watch the Roddy Strong bits, I keep thinking, he's going to turn inside with MJF, or he's going to link back up with the kingdom, or there's going to be some big swerve with him. But I keep feeling like the things that we're watching on screen aren't going to make sense by, at the end. You know, it's like, it's like, why is he acting like this? If this was the plan all along, sort of, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but, uh, you know, he's another wild card. I think one thing that does interest me, though, is the contract thing got me thinking. And what you said really, really iced it. MJF could be, could kind of turn heel without really being a heel for the company, right? But what if we got, what if we ended up with a double heel turn at all in? What if both of these guys turn on each other? (laughs) <laughs> and then we just see what the audience does. If they're both just, if they both just had nefarious ways to to get get to this, right? Like, yeah, like Adam Cole. Adam Cole does the heel turn towards the end of the match. Ha ha! I tricked you into working a good match. And MJF was just like, ha ha ha! I've had the ring in my tights all along, and the contract you signed. I guess you can't really cut a promo during a match. The contract you signed was for a rings or legal match. You know, like what? Like there could. Anyway, I, I who knows? I think that they have a lot. I feel like there's both a lot of story left to tell between now and then, but also they could just tell nothing. I, I don't. I don't really know exactly what they're going to do, but I do feel like it's a little bit. 
as subtle as they were last night, once you start thinking Adam Cole is turning heel, now it becomes a little bit obvious. Maybe there's there's another shoe to drop even beyond that one. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, what else? Uh, uh, RVD's back? Or there? Yo. RVD <laughs> and Jungle Jack Perry are wrestling next week on Dynamite. Now, there was, there was word this week that they're talking RVD for All In. So... Maybe whatever happens on Dynamite is just a setup for a rematch at All In or or some bigger match. I can't imagine it would be a different match. Um, and I don't know who Jack Perry is going to wrestle if not RVD, unless Taz is coming out of the booth. <laughs> well, I don't know. Are you excited to see RVD back? Absolutely. I'm I'm such an RVD mark. I've been an RVD mark for years. Uh, he's a Wally Mania staple at this point. I don't think he's ever missed one. Um, he's always the life of the party and God damn it, uh, that, that wheel kick, he still got some, he still got some tread on the tires a little bit, right? Like he went for that Van Daminator and he got a little bit of air on that one. I was like, oh, okay. I got like, a lot even, of air, though, yeah. even though he's still, even though, you know, the belly's a little bigger than, than it was back in his, uh, ECW WWE days, dude could still move. And the fact that they went this way instead of telegraphing this Jerry Lynn, sort of match, which I thought was was where they were going to. Um, makes me excited. Makes me excited to hear Walk for the first time in a long time, uh, his original ECW uh, entrance. Uh, yeah, Pantera song. This is probably the first time that Pantera's ever seen a dime for RVD coming out to it. <laughs> I don't think WWE ever used it, and ECW for sure wasn't paying royalties. So hell no. Uh, but shout out, shout out Tony Khan, man. If there is a if there is an original song that he can get the rights to, even if he does it one time, he's gonna do it. So I I, I thoroughly appreciate that. Um, is Bill Alfonso still with us? Is he still is he, is he still he's still kicking? I'd love to see Bill Alfonso pull up. Um, you know what I mean? Get the go all real old school, get the get the I don't know, what is it? The 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 air horn or the megaphone when he's just talking trash throughout the match and go real old school RVD. Listen, um, I think this is great for Jack Perry. Uh Jack Perry's kind of been a, in a weird place since he's sort of turned heel. And I think, you know, when we talked about his earlier turn, I think the first thing we talked about was just his clothes. And I think he's starting to come around on that. Like he looked, he looked way more comfortable yesterday. Um, he's in a, he's in a feud now with two, I guess, OGs, three, if you count Taz, where he could come out looking better for it. And I think you still protect Hook, which I think eventually is is the whole tie-in right here, is a Hook Jungle Boy sort of redo and, and him finally getting his hands on him. And um, I think these are two guys that Hook and Jungle Boy, I would say, is, uh, you know, I, I don't want to feel like I sold my Jungle Boy stock, uh, my Jack Perry stock so early because of how much of a fan I wasn't of this heel turn, but... You know, putting him in a situation where he's with familiar names and guys who can still go and people that you're interested in seeing what comes of it um, and a person that can give you a little bit more street cred if you beat an RVD or you eventually beat a Jerry Lynn or you, you get your hands on Taz somehow, um, I think it starts to really establish uh, J Jack Perry's heel turn and make him a little bit more credible. Um, so I'm a fan of that. 
Um, but speaking of, we we got to keep talking. But speaking of of uh, giving people cred, did you like the the uh, the mogul affiliates, uh, mogul embassy showing up at the at the at the training barn? Yeah, and yeah. Did you like that I, that that pre tape? I thought that was pretty effective. I thought it was really good. I'm always a fan of beating people up at their homes uh, and home invasions. Home invasions in wrestling is the only time that's 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 truly acceptable. Uh, but um, <laughs> I did think it was hilarious how they made him like unlock the phone, <laughs> and the I guess the blood didn't. You know, uh, do you have do you have Face ID on your iPhone, Dave? Huh? Do you use oh, Face yeah. ID? Yeah. Okay, so I guess when you have blood on your face, it doesn't necessarily work, and I can prove that. Because I'm going to let you into my beautiful black man uh, beauty secrets. Every weekend, I put on a nice charcoal face mask to uh, <laughs> get all the, the blackheads and stuff on it. And, and my face is, is, is Roddy Roddy Piper, Hot Rod Hot Scott Black, right? <laughs> For the whole thing. And I tried opening my face, my, my, my face ID on my phone, and it wouldn't work. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. So when he... I guess when they tried to to open up the face ID on 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 Nick Wayne, he was so bloodied up <laughs> that yeah. it works. So watching him punch in the numbers while he's like halfway conscious, I thought was really funny. But no, I, I think you know Ar Fox is a guy who uh you know is is one of the unsung heroes of this whole indie revolution of the past like ten or fifteen years. So I'm glad he's getting a a prime spot in the Mogul Affiliates, and I think he fits way better with Swerve Scott than I guess a Brian Cage or um, any of the uh, 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 any of the other guys, Prince Not Prince Not has a good uh, talker and, and mic man for them, but I'm I'm excited to see where AR Fox sort of fits in here. I think he, he kind of fit in like a glove he's with, already with Swerve. Right, in this, right in the swing, man. It's been yeah. really great. It was really good, really good. Um, uh, I'm sure we're leaving out a million things. We're definitely leaving out a million things. Uh, Trent won. That's a big match. We got uh, the the best friends versus the Blackpool Combat Club in a uh, what parking lot brawl next week? Yeah, I mean, there's a, we got a lot of b- big stuff still happening. So next week will be a big show too. Between now and then, though, we got a little show called SummerSlam. Time to run through it. WWE SummerSlam, uh, Saturday. What time is it going to start? Uh, is this eight um, p.m.? Looks like yeah, who knows? Seven o'clock, eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. I miss my pay-per-view starting in the afternoon now. Uh, this is too confusing. The the overseas premium live events have spoiled us. Now we're going back to regular old primetime. <laughs> it's true. It's definitely true. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a huge show. We got Cody versus Brock, Seth versus Finn, Asuka, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and of course, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Um... Let's run down the card. Let's, let's do, do it. Let's do some. Let's do some official picks. You know it, Kerm. You have, all right. If we have, if, if Kaz and I disagree, you have to cast the deciding vote. Okay, I can do that. And you can just do it based on which which one of us makes more sense. All right. Uh, there's a Slim Jim Battle Royal. <laughs> uh, all you know so far is that L.A. Knight, Sheamus, Champa, Nakamura. Otis and Chad Gable. I know it's Otis, but uh, and Chad Gable are all in it. Talk about some. Some of these guys had some great. A lot of these guys had great Monday Night Raws. Gable looked like a million bucks against uh, Gunther. Um, 
A lot of big talk from him about him coming out of that one. Also, uh, Nakamura beat Ciampa. I guess it's sort of a teaser for this, but that was an interesting choice. You know, I mean, Ciampa kind of so soon after his return. Um, but I think that the betting money here has got to be on LA Knight, right? I mean, he gets extra XP points since this is a sponsored match. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think this is his second sponsored match since the Mountain Dew pitch black uh, debacle against Bray Wyatt. Um, yes, I would say the betting money is on LA Knight. However, the fact that he was the first person to declare for this battle royal gives me some cause for pause. And I still can't shake the feeling that they're trying to see just how over he is by continuing to have him in moments where you expect him to win and he doesn't. You think he'd lose this one? I still think he loses this one. I will say, if you want to, if you want to make the case for him winning, this isn't necessarily a wrestler that he's referenced in his myriad wrestler references, but we're used to hearing "snap into a slim jim." Oh yeah, slap into a slim jim. Yeah, could be a new thing. Hey, listen, they, I, I was scrolling through Twitter right before I, I hit record, and I was seeing all these reports from several wrestling websites saying executives are high on LA Knight because mm. of everything he's done. Wait, and when WWE I hear, executives? I, I, would, I would assume so. I would assume so. When I hear executives, and I, I would assume sponsors and people who pay good money to make sure WWE runs like a well-oiled machine, like a sponsored Slim Jim sort of match. So, I mean, hell, they, they listen, if Slim Jim knows what's good for them, they stay in the wrestling business. And the good, the good soul, God arrest his soul, Macho Man Randy Savage, has not been alive to be their pitch man for several years. If you were to tell me that LA Knight is picking up the mantle for the GOAT wrestling pitch man, Macho Man Randy Savage, and going, yeah, over, oh, yeah, I wouldn't be against it. If, it if it's the executives of, of Conagra, the company that owns Slim Jim, there's a lot of opportunities for him out there, including, oh, yeah. uh, let's see, uh, Healthy Choice, Marie Callender's, Orville Redenbacher's, <laughs> Ooh, okay. uh, Egg Beaters. Let's see, hey, what yo. else? Oh, Hebrew <laughs> National Hot Dogs, Chef Boyardee. Uh, there's a lot of them out there. This could be that could be huge. <laughs> oh yeah, he could do, he, listen, and he's got the commercial experience too. So this could they could be perfect for him. Oh yeah, he should. The winner should get a Slim Jim commercial. That would make me tune in for real, for real. Like, oh yeah, that's some that's that. <laughs> how many title belts is that bigger than? Oh, are you kidding me? The, if I it's would, a would, national com commercial campaign, like it's not just that we're putting this on YouTube. Like it's yeah. actually going to be on television. Yeah, how, is that bigger than the IC title? With Gunther having it or just below? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a question. I don't even know if I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely bigger than the U.S. title. I'll say that. It's definitely bigger than the U.S. title. But a national, listen, a national campaign with a, a brand as iconic as Slim Jim. I mean, there's people I know who have never watched wrestling in their life that know what Snap It to a Slim Jim is in reference to. You know what I mean? All these years later. But do so those people? But 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 do those people know the Ultimate Warrior Slim Jim commercials? Because if not, it's it it is as much about the the performer as about the the the, the time slot or whatever. I'll tell you this, Dave. I don't even know about the Ultimate Warrior Slim Jim commercials. The Slim Jim will always be in uh, close contact and reference with with Macho Man Randy Savage. There's some drama eyes. that I'm not remembering. He tried to take the Slim Jim sponsorship with him to WCW and WWE, you know, Bigfooted it or something. I don't, I don't remember. But there's there's some, there's some probably a Wikipedia entry worth reading there. All right. Uh, next up, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. MMA rules match. 
Ooh. When was this uh, announced? This was announced recently? Uh, yeah, I think on Friday night. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're, they're going to officially go, you know, the, the backstory, the real world backstory that everybody's been talking about forever is that Ronda Rousey's ready to step away or take some time off. I don't, I don't even know the right way to talk about it, but, um, her goal was to put her good friend Shayna Baszler over on the way out. Thus their tag team, thus their split and thus presumably Shayna Baszler winning at SummerSlam. Do you want to talk me out of picking Shayna Baszler here? Not at all. I think this is Shayna Baszler's time to shine. Uh, I think she's shined on the mic every time she's gotten a chance to run down Ronda Rousey. And, uh, you know, I think the WWE Universe has gotten behind Shayna Baszler. I think it's going to be a big victory for her. And I, she hasn't had a whole lot of those on the main roster. Um, Certainly has not. It seems like a million years ago she was a dominant force in NXT. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going Shayna Baszler on this one and, and Ronda Rousey going out on her sword. And I, I'm, I'm going to go as far as saying Ronda's going to tap out at SummerSlam. I think she's getting choked out by uh, the, the magician, the submission magician. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that always makes me laugh. Uh, but we can move on. Uh, Gunther with his boys uh, from Imperium versus Drew McIntyre. Ludwig Kaiser with the big singles win over Riddle on Monday Night Raw. Uh, he looked great in that match and just got a clean victory, which is sort of at least interesting. That was definitely uh, odd. Did you see Riddle's Instagram this week after that? So he posted a video later that week, uh, I think yesterday, where I think he, he showed a video of himself in the Ultimate Fighter knocking someone out in like 30 seconds. And he said, wow, bro, easier to win a match in the UFC than it is the WWE. And this is like right after... What, is he Ludwig pissed off now? Or is he it, trying to put the WWE over as like a as real competition? I do not know, but I did figure it was odd for him to mention that right after losing clean as a whistle to Ludwig Kaiser. Um, no disrespect to Ludwig Kaiser at all, but... Uh, it might be something worth worth keeping an eye out on there. I mean, hell, this guy did beat John Jones for real once upon a time. Uh, but very the, the, figured, figured that was something keeping an eye out on him and seeing how happy Riddle is right now in WWE. It's interesting. Well, very interesting. That could that's you know, I mean, he's basically he's a veteran at this point, which you can't put a another wrestler over. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to. You should be able to. But who, who knows? Maybe I'm looking too much into it. Maybe I'm making something out of nothing. But I did find it a little... Hmm, a By little the way, for future reference, if you ever need to start a sentence with, did you see Matt Riddle's Instagram? And the, answer is, <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Listen, I'll follow Riddle on IG, man. He's a good follow. Because... <laughs> Um, I'm setting right. myself up for so many terrible jokes. I know it. In terms of SummerSlam, <laughs> though, Gunther versus McIntyre, who you got? Man, um, this is tough. So, is tough. Gunther is the is the the longest reigning champion, right? Or no, is he? He's not there yet. He's not Why? there yet. He has. He's not. He's not in honky talk territory. I think he meets. I think he's in honky land in September. Oh, that's right. They that, keep saying this, what, and I keep thinking it just passed. All right, yeah. he's not there yet. Um, but Drew's a real formidable opponent for him. Yeah, it's um, a former world champion. That's a Intercontinental Championship was the first championship he ever had, and there's lots of story behind these two. And hell, that could be a show stealer right there if you remember oh, how incredible sure. that it's, that WrestleMania match it's was. It's been but. just long enough that we've all forgotten about the Sheamus Gunther match. The matches, I mean, not a one on one. You know, I mean, all that, all that, just the banger after banger era 
Uh, and and I think this is going to be a good opportunity to remind people of that. This could steal the show. Um, yeah. uh, I think Gunther's going to win. Uh, I, probably through some sort of nefarious means, it keeps this feud going. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, whether it's Imperium or or whatever. I mean, I, you know, he's not a big cheater, a rule breaker, but you know, stranger things have happened. Um, and I think Gunther's heading for that that honky tonk man record. I mean, I think that's got to be where the where the company is. I, I just don't know. I don't really know what the, what you do with Drew if he doesn't win. That's why I kind of think they keep it going. Um, I don't know what you do with Drew with the Intercontinental title, though. I'm not that it's that crazy of an idea, as big of a deal as it's become around Gunther's waist, but um, I just think Gunther. I think Gunther's going to hold that belt until he's in the main event. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll be in the main event after SummerSlam, and that's why he's going to drop it to Drew. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to pick Gunther. What do you got? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, in many cases, I would have gone Gunther. But, you know, Drew, even though he's back and he's returned, he hasn't had a whole lot of matches. He hasn't really done much except just kind of come back. So to have him come back and just lose, I, I have a hard time believing it'll be clean. Um, so I would, I would, I would take Gunther under some trickiness and I think they run it back, uh, at payback and, and, and see what, what comes from there. Maybe, maybe payback is the match that, you know, the, the title comes off of them. Uh, but I, have you know, WWE has been very adamant about reestablishing this generation, especially when it comes to these record breaking sort of reigns and, um, no pun intended. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Gunther here until we get into Honky Tonk World in September, and until yes. we get there. So we agree on that. By the way, also at Payback, apparently is Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch, not on the SummerSlam card. There's been some weird sort of low key bubbling up controversy about that. Um, I think Sean Ross Sapp reported that he got a good reason for why it wasn't happening. The implication being that that one of them was injured, mm. and then later, you know, did his. I mean, when he actually reported it, said, no, it turned out they're not injured. There's no, whatever good reason I was given was not, in fact, a good reason. So maybe they, there was also reporting a couple of weeks ago that we didn't mention on the show because it was seemed like reporting an absence of a story. It probably should have stared at it a little bit longer. But there was a, there was some stories that came out that said WWE decided the SummerSlam card was full, right? They had already made all the plans and there wasn't room for everything. It looks now like that was the, that was a sort of public statement that would excuse the absence of a few big matches that people were expecting. There's eight matches on this card. That will be plenty. I think as a viewer, you're like, okay, that is plenty. You know, that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll be, that's, that'll, that'll last long enough, especially with the links that some of these are going to go to time-wise. Uh, but it is interesting that they've been building to Lynch and Stratus for so long, and we're not going to get it at SummerSlam, presumably. I mean, Payback is a, is a very aptly named premium live event. It, it seems like a, a premium live event where feuds would come to either get retribution or sort of end there. Uh, so, yeah. Well, Feels like you're reading off the press materials here. I don't know. Am I? I think it's because I hey. use the word retribution. It's so yeah. Low. Yeah, just read the press release. Damn it. <laughs> um, uh, who knows? Yeah, I, 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 I'm tempted to agree. Uh, I mean, I think it'll be fine there, but it also just seems very strange, very strange right. to not have it. I feel like there's more to the story, more than meets the eye, as they used to say in the old Transformer days. 
Um, but anyway, we've got our uh, our official picks in. Is we both take Gunther. Next up is Ricochet versus Logan Paul, which is um, I, I I don't know what to say about this. I kind of got issues with this one. They've been doing good segments every week. Yes, they've been giving the Logan Paul fans something to like on TikTok or whatever the hell people do. Uh, and I certainly like the bit about Samantha Irvin this week. I thought that was a good little twist of the screw. Nice touch. Um, and Ricochet actually has been doing great on the mic and just in general. I think that the problem here is that like this actually doesn't need any of the drama. Like as soon as they kind of announced this match, it was made because these guys can jump off opposite corners and crossbody each other in midair. Like that's we know why this match exists. It right. doesn't actually need any of the fake machismo to get me to watch it. And so every time they're on TV, I'm just like, okay, I know, I know. But like the match, that's what that's what matters. Um, like, do you care about this feud more than you did two months ago, six weeks ago? Yeah, I care about it because I care about Ricochet. I'm a fan of his. And well, me too. I, I, I feel like he hasn't had a meaningful win in a long time. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know which way they're going to go here. I mean, Logan Paul is a massive name. And I obviously don't think he loses anything by taking the L, especially the fact that his brother is fighting that night um against Nick uh, Nate Diaz uh so I think he's he might be hopping on a plane somewhere from Detroit right after this to Vegas uh but I think for that reason and that reason alone it would have, would have a hard time seeing uh Logan Paul on a pay-per-view later that night after he just got beat by Ricochet <laughs> right so um but you think, think he's going to win because we know he's going to be on TV? I'm not, I don't disagree. He, he's going to be on TV doing something else later. So he has to, I mean, couldn't he just wear a sling or something? He could. I mean, he could definitely, he could. The, mm, I don't know, man. I, I have no idea. I think this is a big, I think this entire sort of program was to make Ricochet a, de a big deal, right? Like, I think it was time to, you know, he's getting the push. Like, yes, he's had multiple titles. Yes, he's had multiple big matches, but he's never really big and been in a, in a big-time program like this. And he's obviously, they're both going to have some moment that everyone's talking about after the match, um, similar to the Money in the Bank ladder match, similar to the Royal Rumble. What it is, I don't know, but you said it. He's kind of, Picked this game up on the microphone. The fact that they acknowledge him and Samantha Irvin's uh, relationship on air makes it seem like, okay, they're investing in Ricochet the person and not just the guy who does cool moves. So um, I personally would like to see Ricochet get this win. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen because of the Jake Paul fighting uh, that night and Logan probably going to be on pay-per-view later that night. Uh, but I'm just, I'm, 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 Putting in Ricochet. I'm taking Ricochet to win this. Screw it. Why not? He, oh. deserves, he, nerds, he needs it more, in my opinion. But you kind of talked me into it. I'm still going to pick Logan Paul because it's fucking Logan Paul. Yeah. Uh, so, Kerm, you're going to have to come in and break the tie. This is a tough one, not going to lie. Um, I think I'm going to go Ricochet, though. I think the biggest thing is, you know, he hasn't had that big moment yet. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with that. But isn't the argument that he hasn't had the big moment the argument for him losing too? I mean, he just loses. He does not, just lose. That's valid. Uh, I mean, it feels like this is a match that he could win, 
that doesn't have that that can propel him to other stuff. I don't see Logan Paul showing up on Raw bragging that he beat Ricochet. You know what I mean? And you know, I think he, that's a good point. We're always talking about getting getting your heat back afterwards. He's in a unique situation where he gets his heat back immediately because he's going to be on TV rooting for his brother later that night against Nate Diaz, right? So I don't think he loses anything by that. Um, Ricochet will be on Raw Monday and all the Mondays after that. I think it would benefit him more to get that win uh, against Logan Paul, in my opinion. And also, it's crazy. If you're going to have them bring his his girl into the situation and then he's still going to lose, like, that's kind of, that's kind of wild. When you got to you gotta come back week in, week out, you know, Logan does not. At least let him get that get back. <laughs> oh, that's least. a good point. All right. I think I, I think I, I appreciate this logic. Yeah, I mean, who, who do you think? We'll talk about this next week regardless. But what do you think the next Logan Paul WWE match is? Hmm. I mean, like, there's always a chance that this could get so this could be so fun and exciting and well received that they'll just do it again. I can right? see I mean, that. that could happen. But like, presuming that they don't, where is where is Logan Paul in the pecking order right now? Obviously, he can just go wrestle in the main event whenever he wants. Um, but what do you think they're going to do with him next? That's a good question. I mean, I still think uh, there's some untapped stuff there with LA Knight. Um, still think. You know, there is a story to be told with Austin Theory, but he's been so put on the back burner that I don't think anybody's there. I'm going to go out the beaten path. I think the next Logan Paul match is against Bad Bunny <laughs> at WrestleMania. I think that's the next I think that's the next joint right there. And uh, I think everybody in the world has been waiting to see that one as soon as we've... Uh, the fact that we've seen what they can both do in the who ring. Who is calling that match? Like, who? Which of the two wrestlers is leading the other one through that match? Are they just going to memorize the entire thing? I think. I think. I think you got a special guest referee in there. And you get Shawn Michaels, the special guest Shawn referee, who's just Somebody. really involved, telling them what to do at every moment. <laughs> Something like that, you know, a Triple H or one of those guys, like as as your special guest referee. It can't be Triple um, H. He's twice as big as both those guys. They got it's got to it's got to be HBK or someone of similar stature. I don't, I don't think, think I think Logan Paul. Logan Paul's got Triple H by height, maybe not the straight up, you know. I don't want to say girth, but you know, size. <laughs> I'll just leave you hanging there. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, pause all that. Pause all of these, by the way. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So, okay, the official pick is for uh is for Ricochet. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I just think Logan. I don't Ball, feel confident about it though, to be honest. None of us do. All right. Um <laughs> let's see. Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair, triple threat match for the WWE women's championship. Um I don't know what's going to happen here, but if I, I mean, I could see, obviously there's three people involved, all of them sort of in evolving states in their personalities. If I had to guess, I would say uh, Charlotte goes over and Bianca Belair uh is wronged somehow in the situation. I tend to agree. As soon as you brought up the Charlotte Flair match, the first thing I did was Google how many titles has Charlotte Flair won in her career? And she is currently <laughs> sitting as a 14-time women's world champion. There is a new title. There is a new belt. You cannot properly 
market Charlotte Flair if you do not have any current photos with her with a current title, in my opinion. I think Charlotte gets number 15 at SummerSlam. And I think, uh, you know, the Bianca Charlotte story is far, far, far from over. But I think Charlotte st- steals this one. Yeah, I think that the it, more broadly, I think that the Bianca story is far, far, far from over. I think we haven't I, we haven't seen as much. Well, we've seen a lot of character development for her, but we're not really at the end point yet, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that there's a lot of that story that is still kind of on the table, uh, and I think that it makes more sense for her to tell it without holding the belt um, for her to be aggrieved. But I guess you could see the world in which she wins and you know, is driven mad by power. Um, I can't believe we agree on that. So no, okay. So rank, let's rank, rank the likelihood of winning. Kerm, can you look up the betting odds for this match? I'm going to guess it's something like Charlotte's out front, Bianca's close behind and Oscar's a good bit behind both of them. Which just saw those, those betting odds. Hold on. Let me make sure. The betting odds, the really official betting odds for professional wrestling. Boom. Got it. Okay. Uh, Charlotte Flair, a plus 175. Asuka, a minus 140. Bianca Belair, a plus 350. So Bianca is the favorite. Uh, No. um, Asuka is the favorite. Minus 140. Followed by Charlotte, followed by Bianca with the longest. Why would Asuka be the favorite? Because she's the champ? I guess so. I mean, I guess you make the case. So let's make the case for Asuka. Uh, The other two take each other out, basically. Right? Yeah. And and, and and WWE's obviously giving champions. I mean, they're obviously invested in Asuka, and and you give your champions runs, and, and, you know, that's how you build a title, build build it. Yeah. I guess I could see it. I could see a world where EO Sky cashes in on Asuka, and now EO and Asuka are there. And then you got Bianca and Charlotte still going Totally absent from this card is damage control. Yes. Um, wow. So if EO Sky cashes in, who is she most likely to cash in on? Are there betting odds on that? No, I mean, <laughs> does the, I think it does make sense for Asuka to win. Well, I was going to say for Asuka to win if EO Sky is going to cash in. I don't mean to, to, make, to, make, to make that like a knock on Asuka. What if, what if Bianca Belair wins and loses to Asuka? I mean, loses to EO Sky. Mm. Then Bianca goes nuts. EO Sky gets thrust into the baby face role. We don't really have any baby faces right now. <laughs> Who's the top baby face in the SmackDown women's division? I mean, I think Charlotte's kind of. Yeah, but no. I mean, yes, and for the pre- for yes, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think Shannon it's all Baszler might out. be coming out of out <laughs> of, of SummerSlam. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot shaken out after this this match. I'll tell you that much. Those whoever now this is the most intriguing match on the card officially between who knows what's gonna happen and Eo Sky looming in the background. Uh, yeah, that could be a real thing. Um, speaking of money in the bank cash in, Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship match. Neither of these guys have the briefcase, but Finn, but Finn's buddy Damian Priest does, and there was a little bit of drama on Monday night when. Damian and Dom were in the main event against Seth and Sami Zayn, and, and 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 Priest wanted Finn to get the briefcase so that he could cash, so that he could could cash it in on a fallen Seth Rollins right then, right there. And Finn hesitated just a minute, just long enough to turn the tides, but he did turn it over like a good friend. 
Um, they really got to work on this system. We say this a lot, but this is a really inefficient system for cashing in your money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> anyway, uh, it seems likely that Damian Priest will play a role in this match. Um, I agree. There's also a world in which Judgment Day, as they talked about it on Wednesday Worldwide this week, uh, the Judgment Day walks away with all the gold, you know, walks out of here with, well, with with one extra piece of gold, which would put them all, you know, Finn had the World Heavyweight Championship and, and Priest has the briefcase. They have the North American title, the women's title. Judgment Day is in a pretty, pretty good spot. Uh, tell me what you think about this match, but also, you know, Judgment Day's future, immediate future in general. I think it would make all the sense in the world for uh, Finn Balor to win this match, and that's going to be my pick. Uh, but obviously, the big intrigue there is what becomes of the Money in the Bank briefcase. And it would seem as if however that match is decided would let me know what happens with Damien Priest cashing, right? Um, but I'm just gonna go. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna do the EO Sky thing because I feel like the EO Sky is much more telegraphed, and I feel like it opens up more storylines for the women's division. Whereas it's kind of the opposite problem for the men's Money in the Bank because it's almost like the the Money in the Bank briefcase has been so so separated from the Roman Jey Uso story. That it's almost like it's it's a foregone conclusion that he's definitely going to catch in on either Seth or Finn. So, in my mind, it would be kind of nuts to have Damian Priest cash in on Roman Reigns or Jey Uso instead of Finn Balor. But as far as the match is concerned, and just so I just want to sound right, I don't know what's going to happen afterwards, but I fully believe this is going to be a Finn Balor night and he's going to raise that world title at the end of that match. Wait, so what are you saying though about the about the I mean, do you think that there's a chance that the Judgment Day gets involved on SmackDown? I think there's a chance. I mean, the Judgment Day is on every other show. They're on NXT, they're on Raw. I mean, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they they thrust Judgment Day into like this now all-powerful sort of faction and who knows, man, like And again, maybe I'm getting way too deep in the weeds here, but people really want to cheer Roman Reigns. They want to. And that's probably a way you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, if the Judgment Day all of wow. a sudden under underneath everyone's noses become the so most Finn powerful wins. faction. So Finn wins, and then the group shows up in force on SmackDown, and they're like, Roman, Damian Priest is coming for you. Yes. I think that could, that, that possibly could happen. And then maybe, maybe that's when the whole gotcha happens and Damien cashes in on Finn or something like that. But who knows, man? But I do believe Finn is on the ride and the Judgment Day as a whole is on the ride. So I don't know. I don't think Damien Priest cashes in at SummerSlam. I think he holds on to it. And I think that tension sort of builds up. I think so, too. Finn for a while. I agree with that. But I do think, I mean, I think that the betting odds have to be on Ron's. But I think that if you took a poll of everybody who listens to this podcast, they're probably all there's going to be a huge majority opinion for Finn. Seth Rollins is the overwhelming favorite as a minus one thousand, as opposed to Finn Balor's plus five hundred as as the betting favorite for this match. So yes, Rollins is an overwhelming favorite in this one. 
But don't you think if you pulled all of our all of our humanoid listeners that they would that there'd be a that Finn would be the 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 favorite? I would think so, absolutely, because Finn. We've talked ourselves into it for so long. We've talked ourselves into it, and Seth Rollins does not need the title to be over right now. That's a wild thing to say, considering we wouldn't have said that at all. I mean, not to be over, but to be this over. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need it, and I think Finn needs it more than Seth does at this very moment. So yeah, I'd I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd be inclined to agree. Mm -hmm. Mm Hmm. I'm going to pick Finn. You picking Finn? I'm picking Finn Balor. Give me Finn. Wow. We spent too much time together. I can't believe we agree on that. Last, I know. This is this is getting terrible. <laughs> last two matches on the card. By yes. the way, it did look, I don't want to over- belabor the point, but it, there was a moment where it looked like we we're going to have like four or five women's matches on the card, and right now there's only two. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea Ripley, Judgment Day member, is not defending her title. She, <laughs> on SmackDown, or no, on Raw, uh, took out Raquel, who came in for vengeance and didn't work out for her. Brought in the, you know, it was one of those serious injury angles. So, um, <laughs> presumably she's actually hurt, and that's the direction, you know, that feud is that we're kind of holding off on that. But also, it's kind of the thing with the Judgment Day. You get all this screen time, but then at some point, you're just like, are we really going to have four Judgment Day matches on the on SummerSlam? No, you know, that's the the first thing that these guys that the that the bookers are going to cross off the list is a Rhea Ripley match or a Damian Priest match because they're going to get screen time during another match, right? Like they're going to get their, their, you know, they, in the, in the old world, they would have said, well, you'll still get your pay, your pay-per-view bonus. So, you know, you'll go home happy. Anyway, two matches left. One Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. in a, I hate you match. <laughs> uh, this one's going to be rough. This one's going to be brutal. This one might be four and a half minutes long. Um, I feel like Cody's going to win, but I'm excited to see how they get there. What about you? God, I, I hate that we're agreeing so much. They just dropped the whole documentary, man. Come on. We watched it. American Nightmare on Peacock right now. He's got to win. He's got to end this story. Um, I got Cody Rhodes beating Brock Lesnar in this one. Brock Lesnar is like low-key Mr. SummerSlam. And... um. I think it's going to be a, a a brutal match. Um, but if anything, if you watch the documentary, they've really made it a point of duty to let people know that Cody Rhodes is a tough bastard. And I, I think this is going to be that, you know, it's going to add to the lore of him becoming that dude, just like, you know, the torn peck in the Hell in the Cell match was like, wow, this dude's a tough dude. Like, oh, and this dude went head up with Brock Lesnar twice and beat him. And this time it was convincingly. It wasn't like a backslide. It wasn't a, a you know, just a, a, a cunning sort of wrestling move. I think Cody Rhodes is going to like definitively like stand over Brock Lesnar and, and win this match. So give me the American Nightmare. Uh, definitively. Definitively beats Brock Lesnar. He's going to make Brock look like a chump, is what you're saying. He said he's going to embarrass him. And Cody Rhodes is, is a man I, I, I'm not betting against anymore. So I'm, I'm, going with, uh, I'm going with codes. I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I just I think that, that it, well, logically, you know, Cody's going to be there on Monday night, and Brock probably won't. Uh, Cody is a guy you can still build towards a WrestleMania main event. There's been lots of continuing rumor surrounding that um brock obviously you could have him there too but 
you know, if this Cody winning just feels like the right choice from a company wide perspective, from a from a booking perspective, um, and from a send the send the fans home happy sort of perspective. Makes sense. Uh, I'm really interested about the about the match time. I don't think it really matters. I don't think if this is a five minute match, it's gonna we're gonna be here saying, oh Brock refused to do business or something like that, but. They can tell there's a there's some very different versions of this match, but it will be brutal. It will be bloody, probably. Um, and I'm sure Cody will find a way to, you know, separate his shoulder mid-match and keep going. <laughs> Pop it back in. Well, if we've disagreed and we've agreed a lot up to this point. Let's see if we agree here. The big yes. match. I presume the main event. Yes. Roman Reigns. Versus main event Jey Uso for the Universal uh, Undisputed uh, Undisputed WWE Universal Championship and recognition of Tribal Chief. Mm. Who you got? <sighs> Not only is Roman Reigns going to win, he's going to win violently. He is going to win violently. And if I were a betting man, which I am, <laughs> I'm going to assume that Jimmy Uso figures into this match ending somehow, whether it's sacrificial, whether it's a throw in the towel sort of thing, whether it's him coming to save his, his younger brother somehow, or maybe turn it on him. I don't know. But I know Jimmy Uso is going to figure into this ending somehow. And I know it's going to, I know Jay Uso is going to, Roman has to do something brutal to his blood to reestablish himself as, not reestablish himself, but I just feel like now that he's more solo than ever, um, no pun intended, no pun intended um, he's got to do something that's just violent, that reestablish himself as like the unquestioned tribal chief and how the rest of the family figures into that i mean roman reigns is on first take saying the entire anawaii family will be at SummerSlam, so it's looking like the wild samoans rikishi hell maybe even Dwayne pulls up to SummerSlam in some way shape or form um but i that's the beauty of the the bloodline storyline i have no idea how it's gonna end but I know it's going to end in a Roman Reigns victory. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to end dramatically. I don't know what what be, will be the the circumstances of the victory. But I'm taking the Tribal Chief all day, every day for this one. I really want to talk myself into Jay. I've outlined this a number of times in the podcast. And to me, I said it months ago, but the most compelling thing for me is that Jay is probably the number one person on the roster that Roman would want to lose the title to if he were told he had to lose the title in real life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to end now. That whole presupposition is that Roman's ready to walk away from the belt. I don't think he is. I think there's this incredible, just ironclad momentum hanging, on, hanging you know, connecting him in the title right now. I don't think you'd have to make a much more compelling case to separate that title from him before WrestleMania at mm -hmm. this point. And I know this is six months away, more, but 
That's that's what you that's what you're weighing it against. Is it worth having Roman Reigns ending this story in dramatic fashion now and seeing what Jay can do, or we're just gonna let Roman be the a, a, an even bigger god walking into WrestleMania in Philly this year? Um, it'll be interesting. I think as much as I want Jay to win, I mean, as my, even if I really thought Jay would win, I would probably still bet on Roman Reigns. You can't bet against him. Can't you can't bet against him until he loses. That's just the way it is. Uh, that first take appearance was incredible. Heyman just just owned it in there. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I I'm I'm gonna go with Roman, but I do like the idea of Jimmy being involved. I think my bigger question is what's what next, right? I mean, in a weird way, Jay winning makes a little bit more sense for, or at least you can imagine what the next three months of TV look like if Jay wins. Yeah. I mean, he, it, he, Roman could get brutal at payback and take the title back, you know? Um, but if you, but if Roman wins, he is re anointed as tribal chief. I mean, I guess Jay could re enter the fold after taking another beating. Of course. Or maybe Jay leaves. Maybe Jay goes to Raw. You know, maybe Jay, you know. Well, that's what makes the whole Jimmy of it very interesting. Or, or where does he kind of fit into this whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who where do you knows? think he's going to do? <sighs> I have do you no have idea. an idea or you really just think he's going to do something? I mean, which is fair. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, man. Uh, I have no flipping clue. Give me... Uh, Jimmy's gonna figure out. I don't. I don't want him to turn on his brother, but I do believe something's gonna happen, which you know reestablishes Roman as the unquestioned tribal chief. Definitely. Okay, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I don't. Uh, it's so hard. I just want to fantasy. I mean, we fantasy book this twenty million ways. I think that the straightest line. But we always come back to on these when we look into the look into the WWE booking philosophy under Triple H. Does it make sense? Is it cool? Okay. Let's do it. Uh I think Roman winning brutally with the help of Solo and Jay, maybe some other backstage shenanigans. Maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe this is when the rock gets involved. Maybe you're maybe. right. Maybe the Hawaii family will be in the building. So we'll see. Um, but does he this is it maybe does a rocket involved and in cause when he's brutalizing Jay and cause a disqualification? Nah, I think if if anything, he'll be part of whatever coronation ceremony that takes place between Roman or Jay. I think once those lays come out, I think the lays have been a very big thing oh for sure um that's where i would insert rock if i was if i was if it was me but we'll see man we shall see it's gonna be interesting i'm to watch, stressed man. out now <laughs> isn't that what this is all about being stressed out over sports entertainment and who's gonna win and who's going to be the true chief of tribes who knows <laughs> But I'm excited, man. I love it. I love SummerSlam. It's one of my favorite events of the year every year because of things like this. It's like mini WrestleMania. 
You know, I want, and I don't want, I don't use many in a, in a derogatory term. No, it's I mean, as it's, it's big as WrestleMania. It's even yes. bigger than WrestleMania. Well, it's only one night. There you go. But and it's, it's only in a big one stadium. night. <laughs> um, all right, our official picks are in. Kerm, yes. do you have any? Do you, do you have any picks? That you, do you have any disagreements with us that you want to voice before we go off the air? Honestly, no. Which has me a little. Yeah, now out. we're worried. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very uniform today. I don't that know what's going that on. That means we're all going to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means. What if, what if one weird thing happened? What would it be? If we're wrong about one thing, we all have to pick now. If we're, all, if we're wrong about one thing, what's it going to be? You can't pick Ricochet versus Logan Paul because we were um, split on that. It's definitely, if, if we have to pick one, it's definitely the, I think the most flimsy is the Seth Finn pick. I think we, we all lean Finn on that, right? And I mean, if we're being realistic, like, there's no real reason why Finn has to win that match. It's, it could easily just be Seth winning and on to the next. And, you know, Judgment Day is still kind of hovering around. Um, that's probably the only one of the picks where I'm like, I could see it going the other way. Uh, the women's title match, I think, could go in any direction. But I'm not going to be so shocked. If I was going to be shocked, it would be like Rousey or Brock winning. Rousey and Brock winning and starting a UFC faction. <laughs> would be <laughs> uh yeah i think brock winning would be feasible and pretty shocking because we've seen it before i don't know what do you think guys i can't call it man i i, I really maybe we get randall keith maybe on the rko return hopefully maybe who knows oh yeah uh, maybe a surprise return. Somebody who hasn't we haven't even been thinking about for a long time comes back and makes a big impact. Who knows? So That's you say, every time you say something like that, it sounds like you know something. I, Dave, you know me better than that. If, if I knew, I would have told you off air. But <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying this is what the listeners are thinking. You're yeah. you are. It seems it seems like you're trying to withhold some information. But maybe. no, you you really don't know. Maybe I am, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But this is why you listen to the Mass Man Show every damn week, people, because you just never know when I might just give you a little... You never know to what little. degree Kaz is lying to you. That is the... <laughs> the Cody lies. They are Cody lies. You're like lies. the Adam Cole of this podcast, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're just backstabbing all of our listeners. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Kaz, you want to get your plugs in? Yes, sir. Catch me on the WWE Ultimate, the Ultimate Show, this Saturday, right before SummerSlam. Uh, I'll be doing a great, great uh, fantasy show with uh, Matt Popola, Ryan Popola, Matt Camp, and uh, Sam Roberts on Peacock. And uh, you can catch me on Points Bet. Count it each and every week. Download the app or watch it on uh, Instagram, TikTok, wherever. Uh, but yeah, can't wait for SummerSlam this weekend. It's going to be awesome. You can find me here. You can find me on the Press Box. Uh, check out the Ring of Wrestling show feed. Everything that's on it, Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Pete. The Masked Man Show, and every Friday night, uh, me and Ben Lenberger reviewing Heels Season 2. Um, a lot of real-world drama now surrounding that show, so we oh, touched yeah. on that a little bit at the beginning. But we talked to the director of the Episode 2 and one of the big creative forces behind the show, Pete Siegel, this week. Also the director of My Spy featuring Dave Batista and um, a bunch of classics like um, uh, Tommy Boy, Naked Gun 33 and a third. Um, uh, what was it? What's the Adam Sandler football movie? The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's got 
He's, he's, he is an incredible dude. We had a lot of fun talking to him this week. So check that out Friday night. Um, I think that's it. Is there anything I'm forgetting? This is where you jump in, Kerm, if there is. If not, enjoy SummerSlam. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, and thank you to John Kerma, our babyface producer. Apologies as always, John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.